Hello and welcome to a very special edition of pghmuseums.org Art Talk. I'm your host, you already know who I am, RJ Kozane, aka the baddest electronic musician in the city of Pittsburgh 2020K. We are here with Mike Zikafus, who does a million and one art things as you can already see in the space. And uh, we are right now going to just get into everything that he's doing and also hit an event that you are going to be with us at. Our talk is made possible with your support. Become a sustaining supporter at pghmuseums.org support. And with support of the Society to Preserve the Milvo Murals of Max Ivanka, whose mission is to conserve and protect for permanent public exhibition the nationally recognized Maxo Vanka murals within St. Nicholas Croatian Catholic Church in Pittsburgh. Learn more at vankamurals.org. So to start, just like last episode, I don't like to tell people what they do. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, hello, and thank you uh, for having me. Uh, my name is Mike Zikafus. Um, also, Mike Alsin on those socials. Um, what do I do, man? It's a hard question. It's sometimes easier to say, what don't I do? But it's amazing talking about the things that you do do. So between like the art, um, I love the idea of like recycled, upcycling art. Um, if you can see scattered throughout maybe the background, the different six pack ring art. Um, that's probably like my more concentrated with the different um, seasons, decor, always pushing myself for different designs. Um, paintings as well, sometimes more sculptural type of things. Um, drummer in different places in space. Um, sometimes, but not all the time, Jenny the Jags and Arrow. Um, always a uh, ongoing yogi and supporter of that as well. Always trying to uh, get people on the mat. Um, and just uh, always trying to check out as much uh, and support as much friends who are musicians and artists throughout the city as well. I love that last part, first of all. So thank you. We need all the support we can get uh, for, in this We city. definitely do, from everyone. Yes. And uh, I think you hit it all, so the interview's over. Thank you. Oh, uh, man, it's been great. Thank you, everyone. Good night. No, you're not <laughs> that easy. Uh, I want to start with the upcycle stuff. Ah, uh, for sure. I've seen this in, like, the most bizarre areas. Like, I will walk into a friend's house. I'm like, where did you get that? Mike what like and it's so many people so I want to know like oh that's great yeah how you even started with the concept of this like what does it represent like where are we at with this alrighty so um the six pack rings as we all know or hopefully we're told um to cut them up growing up to try and help save the turtles other marine life um but when I was still in Cub Scouts and my sister was in Girl Scouts um, my mom came across this idea of making snowflakes with them. Uh, pretty basic, just like a five, six, a seven-pointed um, snowflake, which I thought was pretty cool because it's snowflakes themselves are more winter. They're non-denominational, um, so you can have them up um, all winter long as well. Um, so I did that the first time when still was super young. And then coming out of college... Not always for myself, but maybe like a college house, starting to save up um, the six-pack rings. Um, Started to get curious about that idea even more, starting to save them, and then more so cut them up into different shapes that I never did before. Spray painting them, um, anything from sparkly, glitter, glow-in-the-dark, 
putting lights and different wreathry through them um, just to kind of keep like pushing the boundaries, so to speak, finding within finding the new shapes and new sizes. And then from there, I eventually just accumulated enough um, from working at Smalls, uh, Mr. Smalls, um, and some of the Which other business. Which we all love. Uh, we, uh, for sure. So if you haven't Shout uh, out. got a show, check out a show. And um, some of the other businesses and even individuals within Millville started saving them up and um, would get them for me as well. Um, and I always say better, uh, I mean, I'd rather have them than having them in the oceans and the landfills. And it's always good to hear when people cut them up. Um, but it's always good to just, not to hoard, but save up enough. Uh, get a little stapler, some scissors, some spray paint, and have some fun with it as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you mentioned non-denominational, like during winter, but I see these things out all year round. I mean, it's October. Yeah, we know that's this. great. And it's I love that how much that you've done with it, and I, that I just when I see them, like I know who did this. And uh, I know that like, I'm and, tickled. Thank you so yeah, much. Like the concept behind it with like saving the turtles and like exactly. The yes. And um, from each sale that I make, I actually donate to um, www.turtlehospital.org that um, rescues, rehabs, and releases turtles down in the Florida Keys. I didn't know that you did that. Yep. That is great. Before this interview, I, I try to stay away from them. Um, so I was like, what do those things even have a name? And I was Googling like plastic beer thing. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, well, whatever. It's like an environmental destroyer. So that's what I'm calling yep. it. They I mean, well, well, beautiful put. environmental destroyers. And, and, and it's always interesting either, um, having them at like a craft show and whatnot, um, an art show. And when people first look at them, it's like their mind, like they know what it is, but they can't right place it right away. And then the more they look at it, the more they eye it out, um, they get it, or I just end up telling them what it is. Then they're like, "Oh yes!" And from there, it's normally just um, a thrill, just to like talk about it and the process and the the conscientious thoughts like behind it as well. I uh, did that when you were at our launch party and you had a table full of those. I was like, "Is that?" And I had to like wander up to it. I didn't come up to you because I am the introvert hanging out in the back of the party. But uh, yeah, I was like, that is. And I, I loved it so much. And uh, just to segue from that, I love that you've been involved in several facets of PGH museums from our launch party back in, when was it? November of 2019. You had a table there. Yeah, definitely. Thank you to everyone who came there. You're here. Happy to be back uh, again for more. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. And you're going to be at another event that we are having um, end of October. It's a rooftop art party. Yes, definitely, definitely. Dormont, yes. Um, Just to let everyone know who's listening, it is 20 bucks to get in. It's uh, for the time of your life. You have Mike there. You get one voucher of Arsenal Cider, (laughs) live music from Zachary Lee, and we have six artists set up at tables that you can be really intimate with, mingle buy their stuff, look at their stuff, whatever you want. Do you think I know the date? No, but Brian's behind the camera and he's going to tell you the exact date that this party is happening. October 20th at 7 p.m. October 20th at 7 p.m. I knew that the entire time it was a test. Arsenal also has heaters. So if it's cold, they have heaters outside. That's good because I was like thinking bonfire. about that. Think about like an, a bonfire on top of a roof. That's what we want. It's even colder, right? Especially during October when it's already spooky season and it's the best time of the year to drink cider. So come out to that. that. 
Christopher. It's fine. We'll set the fires later. It's what I do. That's the spirit. Yes, but you're involved in all of this, and I, I love this so much, and you are, I mean, everywhere, involved in everything. As much as possible, at least. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was doing a little bit of research, and Brian told me a few things, too, that you are involved in, like, music across, like, the city and the organization of it. Um, we were talking a little bit about Millville Music Festival and then the All Scene Fest at Mr. Smalls, which yeah. you are heavily involved in. I wanted to start with All Scene because I just need the concept explained to me. Like, you do everything. Most of it. Pretty much. The people out much, there who have yeah. helped this man, bravo to you too, but you have done like so much to organize it. it seems crazy. Yeah, and it's always been a blessing each year to um, like invite back... Uh, um, returning performers and get new performers. It's really amazing research um, each year. Um, one to stay in contact with, um, like one to be fans of people throughout the city, and then to become friends with them, um, share a stage, and then research me- new music and have an awesome blend of multiple different genres of music, but also different disciplines um, throughout music, art, dance. Um, comedy the very first one had a film festival as well and i'm always just finding new ways to just keep making it funner and participatory as well and i like that you hit like finding a wide range of people across mediums to do because that's something that i was thinking about as i was looking at this stuff today before we met is uh right before the pandemic like at least in the music scene i don't know how much you you witness this but there was a nice shift where people were talking about equity and like making sure that certain genres are represented, making sure that we have like people of color on bills and it's not just the same people all of the time. For sure. Yeah. So when I looked at the All Scene Fest and I was like, well, this is a lot of mediums. We're covering a lot of ground here. Um, I did want to ask you, like, how do you go about like, is equity something that you think about in terms of like making sure we're as diverse as we can get it? Or how does that, how do you stack up like what you're going to bring to a fest? Uh, I mean, definitely, definitely. Um, even from like the, the onset, from the, the very first one, and then trying to like meet my own like requirements each year um, between having a healthy mix of the genres and within that different, like, you know, anyone of every color. I mean, I want on the stage, um, getting certain, um, LGBTQ plus, um, uh, on the stage as well. Uh, whether, again, whether it be music, comedy, art, um, dance, uh, anything else that I've done uh, throughout the years, depending on which part or which combination of smalls I've used, um, is always just great um, for myself, for my own uh, knowledge and integrity at that point in time, for being uh, aware of what's around me in the city, and then just um, helping expose it to other people. Um, because if uh, I mean, if I'm about it, hopefully, I like to think um, diverse enough that I got can offer and accommodate a ticket price, um, something for everyone, and a lot of times stuff that they never thought they could or would be into. Yeah, that's that's definitely really nice to hear. I don't even, like, I can't even fathom how you would even go about starting research. So that aside, to even get more general, whether it's Millville Music Fest or All Scene, like, how? How? you even start with there's there's a good difference between the two with all scene it's like i curate everything there's no call for art um 
so it, it call for no calls for music or anything like that. Um, so it's a lot of me reaching out um, and getting those confirmations and just availabilities. Whereas with um, Milva Music Festival or our, um, the visual art coordinator, we do have a submission process. Um, and then from like year to year, um, building those relationships, um, getting returning veterans and then newcomers. Um, again, similar is just always like a great joy. Um, and then with the uh, Millville Music Festival, having their information, it's a lot easier to dip and dwell within uh, the internet and profiles and socials to research people for sure. I'm sure it's still a struggle. Uh, I mean... It's it a, a healthy supply. For me to research my own show sometimes. Like, where are these artists? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. You were easy, so thank you. Uh, well, I mean, thank you <laughs> for sure. So stuff, yeah. Uh, Saking away from um, events, I mean, I want to get back to art because this is art for talk. sure. Uh, you also paint. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up painting, uh, and it wasn't until the end of my college career that I almost had an art minor. So I went back a fifth year to major in art, art history. And then a few years after that, um, still doing a little bit of everything, uh, got back into, um, full for the first time acrylics. Cause I was initially trained in oils. Um, but then after painting, um, doing paint nights, uh, that helped n- not just like, pay the bills, but help my, keep my chops up, um, explore just learning acrylic as common as that is, um, finishing a painting in two to three hours versus stretching paint for two to three weeks. Um, if not more. Um, and then like we got some Halloween, um, some glow paint, always fun as well. Um, this one right here, bringing, uh, back to some music after a practice with Jenny and the Jags, uh, some years ago, we watched a, um, uh, marine life uh, documentary narrated by Jim Carrey and I still attribute to a lot of like the currents and just like the flow of like marine life fish and coral when it came, comes to this piece in particular um, just within like the ocean currents and flows um, and then anywhere which can sometimes be atrocious I'll always have the six pack rings around, whether I'm working on a snowflake or a spider web for Halloween. Um, for the past couple of years, I've been saying I wanted to do some bats as far as uh, six pack rings. I haven't quite gotten that yet, um, got but that's spider got, the, got the spider web. Away. So um, uh, I got the spooky factor for sure. That's um, why we're here. I love like this whole theme. This thing, while we were setting up, we are like, where should we go? I'm like, right here. Right here. No one listening on podcast understands, but we have a lantern full of candy that I am taking home today. Thank you. Take it, take it. Uh, a painting. Candy, candy, we have a haunted candy. house. Zombie coming up. like, And then the six-pack ring with a uh, spider in it. So it's it's nice. It's This is the area. Thank you for choosing this area. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for choosing the area. Yes. For choosing me. Yes. Uh, and everything um this one i am always really interested whether it's just abstract in general or like contemporary abstractions when there's a theme with it because i'll look at it and i'm like i know that there's something going on and the black cat 
that we hear going around here that is not a black hat is also, by the way, a very nice touch to this Halloween ah, theme. Thank you. It's my favorite thing. I don't know if the mic is picking it up, but there is a very needy cat around Brian's. Oh, that's Katana. <laughs> right now. She's a lover. Katana is adorable. <laughs> um, but I, I love the abstraction. I love that there is like a something going on here. And I wouldn't have thought Maybe if I would have stared at it for a while, which is the intent of abstractions, I feel uh, like. Oh, for sure. Um, but I appreciate you letting us know what this one means. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, so you mentioned also instruction of painting, kind of. And I know that you uh, like paying the bills and doing things like that, so you're no stranger to doing those. Oh, no. I'm no stranger to teaching. I've instructed uh, through like nonprofits for, for like music and things like that. Children, whereas you have instructed grown adults with a bottle of wine who are just like ready. They're ready for something, <laughs> that's for sure, yeah. Yes, um, and I, I feel like all these questions I'm asking you are so general, but just because like, I don't even know like how, the range that you have to have of people who sit down. I've done these classes. Right on. I can't paint for shit. Although I've said that in previous episodes and everyone's been like, no, 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 everyone can paint. Okay, I can paint. It's shit. I've done good at these, though. That's good. I mean, at least you're painting. For, yeah. Just like um, playing an instrument, singing, the more you do, uh, the better you get, without a doubt. For sure. But you have like people like me that feel like as if they're novice in that area. Um, not novice in a lot of other musical areas that... and artists, but like we'll get to that in another episode. And then you have like people who are just there, like they paint and there's been time. Yeah. They want to, like, how do you? gauge the middle ground. I mean, sometimes um, having a little bit of like liquid courage definitely helps. Yes. Um, just to help like loosen people up, get those creative juices flowing. Um, and then after a while, I think it's just like in those beginning steps, if you are like a beginner, never have you ever painted, um, it's just like getting used to how the paint moves. Um, not to be like too careless or too nonchalant, but just not that you have to be over studious, but just paying attention to how the paint moves, how it mixes, how much you're using, um, you know, short stroke, long stroke, the direction or the orientation of the brush. Um, and just paying attention to what you have in front of you versus what I might be instructing on stage. Because a lot of times it really is just like one step at a time. And that's why as an instructor, um, it's just like, my job or our jobs to help give you that that basic knowledge and that fundamental and then just give you those building blocks to take that painting from background middle ground to foreground to a completed picture that hopefully uh you're proud of you had fun with you have uh, good memories of and you want to show it to your family and friends i'm sure regardless it has to be rewarding when everyone lines up afterward to take the group pick of everything that they've done I know I'm holding mine up like a madman in those photos. Like, I finally yes. did something. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 cool that you can kind of, like, bring that to people when they're coming in and they're expecting, like, a wide range of stuff. Like, yeah. You don't know what's going to go on. I mean, it's not like you're straight-up comedian, but you do have, have to have, like, an entertaining personality on, ta on stage course. while still having that, um, like, kind of tutorial-esque um, factor. And if you're not mic'd up, it's always interesting when people are drinking um, or just a little over boisterous and you have to start either talking louder or sometimes be like, you know, ass to tone right, it class. down, you know, so, um, but uh, 
from like children to adults. I mean, I just always love um, help, helping people find uh, their inner art. Uh, yes. And just, uh, yeah, it's always like as much as you're, you could teach or do it yourself, um, there's definitely like teaching and learning both ways um, from instructor to painter. I don't want to say student, but painter to instructor, instructor to painter. It's so true. I, every time I think about the classroom or even like, you know, job training stuff, I'm just like, it's not just me. Like there is a back and forth in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And especially when you were talking about like the stage, about like, I mean, you have to have the presence. You have to have something there, but you're still feeding off whether it's like someone screaming because they're drunk and painting or someone's screaming because they love your drumming. Like, yeah. It's a back and forth. There's, um, I'll say as far as like the painting goes, sometimes BFF or date nights, <laughs> get tricky or at least a little bit fun depending on how much the level of like bickering (laughs) to different extents happens not say that happens all the time but every once in a while i mean you get like a couple who's like really struggling or um the girl like someone's taking it a little too serious the other partner is not one's a little bit too intoxicated or they both are Sometimes they don't care. Sometimes they're just straight up upset that it's not turning out the way they want. Um, but then at the same time, uh, I always just try to reinstill that um, at the end of the day, it's just paint. Um, if you uh, make a mistake or an oop, like an oh shit or damn it moment, just let it dry, paint over top of it. There's always little tips and tricks to pretty much Bob Ross it, turn those, um, uh, yes. you know. Happy little trees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Or what is it? Uh, there. There are no mistakes. Only happy accidents. Yes. That's it. Um. But uh. And then just yeah. The, deep down, just like the learning never stops. Um. The moment you think you know it all, or the moment you think you did something you didn't, that little mishap could turn into something and lead to a um a pathway that you never knew could exist or possibly would have happened otherwise. And that happens in and out of the classroom as well. I feel like learning never stops for me when it comes to music or even like these episodes, every single time I sit down with someone, I learn something new. And I feel like I'm taking from this one, like happy little accents are okay. Like we're all here to make art. Art is fun. Unless I'm screaming about something depressing, then it's still fun, but it's depressing. (laughs) Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's always, art is always a growing process and it's cool to see that from like academic standpoints. I know that you've had classes with Mm -hmm. art and um, teaching and like just being yourself and an artist. It's cool to grow. That's the best thing I've told, um, anyone throughout life is just what was like instilled in me to for me to reinstill back is just exactly that the best thing to be is to be yourself yeah for sure and uh switching gears to another i feel like version of yourself the the music aspect as yeah. a whole because it's still within the art realm for sure and uh you have the musician on the at the table so you drum you i drum do yeah i three i found three And then we were talking beforehand about you being like your own thing eventually. But um, how did you get into drumming? Uh, So taking it back to fourth grade, it was either going to be drums or saxophone. And ended up drums or flute. Ah, okay. Over the drums. Gotcha. Um, Drums started off from there, and I was never a singer. never really picked up my bandmates guitars or bass or hit the keys or anything like that so it was just always 
hitting stuff in an organized way with sticks and um, from like indie hardcore bands in high school to learning like the jazz and jam in college um, to having like a, like a soul pop um, duo with one of my exes, uh, the psychedelic twang rock with Jenny and the Jags and uh, the cool um, pop rock twist with Arrow. And now I'd say just uh, the all over psychedelic indie funk jam with different places in space. Um, throughout my years jumming, I've definitely have lended my ears and sticks to a bunch of different sounds, which is really cool. Instead of just staying like stringent in one genre, always and forever. Because um, same thing right there, you're never going to learn and progress. Um, if you just stay in one style. So it's always just good to, um, yeah, just say yes to almost everything that you can. Oh, God. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> learning to say no. 2022 has good. been a year That's of boundary good. setting. But um, I agree because I fluctuate between like full-on electronic music to like just I don't care and I'm going to make big pop songs or yeah. I'm just going to make an abstraction and do ambient music. And it's just like every time I'm like learning something new and learning something different. But you get into... A groove and I don't I was off on the drums in high school sometimes I'm like if my music teachers are watching this they're like how did he end up like writing producing singing and what because he was bad but I'm sure it wasn't that bad yeah it's good now so I I don't dabble within live drumming but I dabble with like programming beats and things like that yeah and rhythm is uh I mean pretty flowy and hypnotic and i know that you do a lot of yoga as well uh, guilty <laughs> yeah and i i dabbled in yoga for a couple of years then i moved into a very small apartment where uh my dog would just knock me over so i haven't been gotcha. doing it but uh do you find because i found that when i did yoga it centered me in a way interestingly creatively um, do you find it's the same with you or how, did, what, how does yoga factor into your life? Uh, I mean, I would, I would agree to that without a doubt. Um, just being able to like, like in essence, like clearing everything away and just like, giving yourself that time, that space, be it a more like yin or restorative class, whether if it's a more like Hatha 26 and two, like hot yoga where you're just like badassing your way through like moves and sweating, um, like finding that, that focus. And like you were saying that, that groove, I'd say, um, once you do find that just like lends itself to the practice on the mat and then other aspects of life, be it art and music, um, continually just like being in that groove. Um, a lot of times, with me, um, I'm just like always having music playing. So like the music and like the breath work and yoga, um, same thing with drumming, like following or sometimes essentially like conducting or helping conduct the music through drumming dynamics, um, breath work, focus, concentration, continuing the groove and whatnot. Um, same thing with art, I would even say. Um, not holding your breath, making sure you're breathing as you're bringing that paintbrush to the canvas to and whatnot. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a lot of good like balance and just um, like a reinforcement um, to help that creativity flow. 
Yeah. On and sure. off the mat. It all feels like it's like centering. I feel like I, I don't know anything about the brain or how it works, but when I'm working in like different, like focused environments, whether it's more creative as opposed to like more analytical, it's just, it's interesting how it feels like it all somehow connects at least within myself in terms of like flow and the organization of the chaos around us. Like without breathing in the steady hand, even if you don't have a steady hand, that's okay too. <laughs> You're not going to bring this together. So there has to be some sort of like, this is how I'm going to flow. This is how it's going to come together. And I like that a lot. For sure. And as yeah. long as we're having fun too, because if it's not fun, why do it? I've thrown a few synthesizers <laughs> in my day. So you don't always have to have fun. This, I mean, this is true. Sometimes uh, some learning lessons, some... My boyfriend Extra on the couch energy. telling me, don't worry about the graphic design. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But... I mean, you see the finished product and you're like, I did that? Yeah, that it's it's the me. reward for sure. Yeah, Always is. good to stay positive throughout. Yes. Uh, and I can't wait for people to see whatever you have to bring to this this event. I love that we are having you again. I love that you're sitting down with us. Just uh, to hit yeah, it thank one you more all. time for everyone. Rooftop Art Party, October 22nd, 7 to 10. It's uh, at Arsenal Cider at Dormont. It's 20 bucks to get in. You get me, which is, I mean, worth the price of admission alone. You get Brian, which I guess is worth the price of admission. We should pay more for Brian for all that he does. We get you. We get Joel Boyer, Rachel Kasky, Round 2 Studio, Rachel Yawn. She knows what that means. And uh, Mike Zuckerfus. Yeah, we have it all. Uh, please come and have some cider with us. Get spooky on the like fiery rooftop or however Brian described it. Scrub back. I, I he did it very well. Um, and I I mean that's all that I have. Do you have anything upcoming that you want to let the people know about or where they can find you? Um, Preferably uh, not your address. <laughs> we have that good 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 save there. Yeah. Um, uh, like I say on the socials. Um, Mike all hyphen scene, um, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, is, well, I'm definitely excited looking for uh, the Art Top Roof show for sure. Uh, next month, uh, it's either November 7th or the 9th, is when um, different places and spaces trying to at least digitally uh, release our um, much anticipated and awaited album. So fingers crossed, everything continues to follow through. And congrats! Oh, uh, thank you. It's a baby. It's a project. I understand. Yeah, that. and it's um, it's it's getting there and finally coming to fruition. Um, and then that's about it for right now. It's always interesting. As much as I don't mind the cold, and I love staying active throughout winter. Sometimes it's more just staying active inside. Still. Creating, painting, um, writing with the guys, and painting, stapling, and creating, and yeah, doing it all. Doing it all. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> sitting down with us. Yes, Mike thank you. Allseen. I didn't even hit that at the beginning. Mike Zuckerfus, aka Mike Allseen. I focused on that like five minutes before we started filming, and then whoop, out the window. Oh, you're solid. Yeah. Anyway. I'm RJ Cozine, aka 2020K. You are listening to and or watching Art Talk with pghmuseums.org. Brian Crawford, of course, behind everything. Mike Zuckerfus, come see us at the event. Have fun, have some drinks, have some artsy, artsy times. And happy Halloween. I'm taking this home. Have a great night. Thank you. 
today's episode of Art Talk was hosted and edited by RJ Kozane and produced and edited by me, Brian Crawford, with music by Taiga Soundprod through a Creative Commons license. Get more information on the artist at pghmuseums.org. Our talk is made possible by our sustaining supporters. Become a sustaining supporter at pghmuseums.org slash support.